0: Welcome, Cowhorse Full Contact
1: by Ben Self, with host Chris Dawson and Russell Dilday. Cowhorse Full Contact is a view into the industry from our eyes, seeing some of the people that we've seen and grown up with, and getting to hear some of the stories we've loved our whole cowhorse lives and would like to share with you. And along the way, we might come up with a little bit of information that helps you on your journey in the cow horse. This episode brought to you by
0: Hauser Furniture, Tishomingo, Oklahoma. Here we are back again. Back at it. Hardy Murphy Coliseum, Ardmore, Oklahoma, here with Robert Smith, the high-scoring 2019 Snaffle Bit Futurity Open rider prelims. Prelims. Hey, 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 you got to win one before you can win the other. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I got, I got a set of them stirrups. It's cool. It's cool. That was Terry Ratto. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the overnight success that is Robert Smith just showed up on the scene and won the prelims. Damn.
1: Knock, knock. I'm here. There he is.
0: (laughs) He uh, showed up today, didn't I? Recognize him really without his eyebrow ring <laughs> from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. When I first met Robert Smith, he worked for Jay Holmes and he had drove a truck that said Ghetto Cowboy across oh the my windshield. God. It was a back windshield, front windshield, front windshield, front windshield, front windshield. big white letters. <laughs> it was awesome. It was a Ford, Ford extended cab, yep. one, a white Ford yep. extended cab, Ghetto Cowboy. Yep. <laughs> and he gets out and then he shows up with an eyebrow ring. And I'm like, well, I like this guy. This is I like this guy. That's what I'm talking about. So super pumped to have you here with us.
1: Yeah, I'm super pumped to know how you came to think an eyebrow ring. What? Hey, he went to work
0: for Bobby Lewis with an eyebrow ring in. I did. That's what I thought. I was like, man, I like
1: him, but last
2: he didn't ever say anything.
1: Really? No. So what was the thought process when you put it in
2: well um well we went to go ice skating one night actually in florida yep. and the ice skating rink was shut down and so we weird. Skating in florida <laughs> that, on, that on it
1: all on its own i love it when so, you,
2: i love it when we
0: start like this <laughs> this, is, this
1: is gonna be great
2: so it was shut down so i went to the tattoo shop and got my eyebrow pierced that's a logical right. second yeah. <laughs> i mean Perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was, was going to go team roping, and that was closed, <laughs> so I got a hole punched in my ear. Or yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, <off. laughs>
3: that's so funny.
1: Hilarious to me.
0: So, so, I guess let's get into a little bit of a professional interview. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and, uh, talk to us a little bit about your horse that you showed Snafflebit last year. Sweet little babe. Oh, delicious. Delicious. Uh,
2: a dual Spark out of a Smart Lou and Omer. Uh, bought her as a, well, actually my wife bought her the day she was born. Uh, we have the full brother who's eight now. I showed him Snafflebit through the bridle and she really liked him oh, when no I started him me. she's so. a full sister dad. Mm-hmm. really Yep. so cool. she claimed if that mare ever had a filly she wanted it and she was ugly as when she was born
1: we're shooting for PG <laughs>
3: oh sorry <laughs>
1: she looked like a little Clydesdale baby when
2: she was born <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could put her out there in the lead on the front of the much, wagon. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So But she was, I mean, oh, she's been easy since the get-go. Yeah. She just wants to.
0: Right. So. Yeah, I remember you had her at the clinic there yep. in Purcell. Yeah, she yep. was
2: good then. And yep. Went to fraternity and knocked
0: oh. it out. Was that yep. your uh, first open finalist? Yes. That's exciting. Yep. That's a lot of fun right there. Yeah.
1: That's some pressure off when you make them finals.
2: Well, especially when you own them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: nice yeah you gotta owning them horses is it, it, it's an essential part of it really yeah. you know and you're trying to make a living
2: yeah well i mean you gotta have something to show when right We can't you trust nobody else to show so yeah, own. Can't,
0: can't trust nobody else to let you have one yep so here we are overnight success right just walked in is that the first time the Snap Bitter journey? No. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one.
0: <laughs> well, they say don't ask questions you don't
1: already know the answers to. Right? <laughs> I, knew the, I knew the answer to that one. How many times have you been, Robert?
2: Uh, well, I showed three times when, as a non pro, one the amateur in 06 or 07, I think. And then I showed, that was my third open Snaffle Bitter. I showed the Full mm. Brother the last year it was in Reno, got ran over in the herd. Drove all the way from Florida for that. That was a lot of fun. Ooh. Well, how,
0: how far? What is it? What's the drive from Florida to uh, Reno,
1: Nevada? About three thousand miles. Ooh, Ooh. Nice. Yeah, it's a good stretch of the legs. Yep. <laughs> and that's, that's a nice little drive to reflect on the cow all the way home. Yeah,
2: all the way home. Yep. My second one was a by the or out of the by the crowd loves me.
1: Oh, yep, yep. Cool. He was
2: really good at the pre-forty and not at the big fraternity.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> so third time there. And make the Open Finals. Yes. Wow. That's fun. That is fun. That's fun.
0: So right now, you're in the current employ of Sean Hayes. Yes. As well as running your own business out of the Don Murphy Ranch. Correct. In Bernieville, Oklahoma. Just a stone's throw across the river. About 20 minutes. 20 (laughs) minutes. How in the world do you make that work? Well, you just don't sleep much. (laughs) It's a trend for the day. (laughs) Again. Again. Sleep deprivation yeah. is uh, yeah, it's going around, yeah. it's contagious, more contagious yeah. than the coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll take us back a little bit to the, to the beginning, right? Let's uh, go back and start where this fine specimen of a man in Robert Smith started.
2: Well, I started riding English horses oh, whoa, whoa. earlier, whoa, back, back, <laughs> backing on, back in the very beginning, like conception. Uh, well, okay.
1: Just after that. Birth. Well, Let's go with birth. Birth. Uh,
2: <laughs> about 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at St. Mary's Hospital, and I was here. <laughs> that's right. We were talking about that yesterday, yep. weren't we? Yeah. Yep. My dad's a vet in Florida. My mm-hmm. mom worked for him. She rode jumpers and dressage horses when she was younger, and that's how we got into it.
1: And in your childhood, were you raised right there in Florida then?
2: Yep. yep. Uh, West Palm Beach, Florida.
1: And what kind of horses did your dad work on as a vet mostly?
2: Mostly jumpers. Jumpers. Dressage horses, yeah. That's the biggest niche in Florida.
1: Oh, so not much. Um, so go, go through high school, play sports much?
2: Nope, didn't play sports. Uh, Would, junior rodeoed, high school rodeoed, mm. team roped, cap so, roped how, a little how, bit. How,
0: how, we started with English. Yes. We glazed over this. Glazed over. So... Come on, start there now. So you start riding English with your mom?
2: Yep. Uh, road jumpers,
0: dressage horses, did pony club, the whole thing. Right on. How old are you when you're doing that? Oh, 12, 10. 12, okay. Somewhere so, around there. Right on.
2: Yep.
1: How'd you get to the rodeo?
2: One of my best friends, Bobby Lyons, uh, him and his dad roped a bunch, and I just started roping with them. We junior rodeoed together for one year, and then me and another friend of mine high school rodeoed for a year. And that was pretty much the end of my high school career, so I couldn't rodeo anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: uh, so you didn't start Wait a minute, I, that senior. Didn't,
0: I, I, I didn't. No. Uh, <laughs> my my schooling
1: wasn't great, but I don't think that added up to four years of high school.
0: <laughs>
2: I made it two.
1: <laughs> and then what happened, Robert?
2: I moved out of the house. I went to work for Jay Holmes. Uh, worked there for a year or two. And went to work for Bobby.
0: So the truant officers didn't know where Jay Holmes's house were. Apparently, pretty much. I got
1: you. Yeah. So uh, what kind of trouble were you getting into there, Robert? Where well, two-year high school career? The best kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No real, no jail time. No? Um, no,
2: I never went to jail in high school. I went to court a couple of times. Got to do uh, anger management.
1: Nice. Yeah, one hundred forty dollars. An hour, you learned to count to ten. And uh, did that fix everything, or is it a little while until well, you got him? Yeah, or? I outgrew it more than counted through it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, did
0: Bobby, they they rode with Jay,
2: right? Bobby, Bobby
0: Lines. That's how you yeah, got yeah. hooked up with yeah. Jay Holmes yep. down there. Yep. And yep. then decided decide you wanted to train
2: rope horses, or just well, I just really wanted to be train some horses. I got you. I guess oh, so I wasn't going to go to vet school, obviously so <laughs> just the was, next option with, with
1: anger management may, maybe structure or was another issue taking direction was an issue well at that age yeah i don't know it. you say a lot of horse
2: trainers are unemployable yeah i don't know i just i hated school that's all there was to it yeah.
1: i didn't want to be inside so <laughs> so <laughs> what was jay thinking <laughs>
3: I
0: don't know. Cheap yeah. help. What was she- So if you're 16. You get to work for Jay. Then yeah. something like that. Seven, 17. Uh, 17. I think. Yeah. Yep. And, and what were you doing for Jay at that t- at that point?
2: Um, well, I was doing a lot of breeding work, collecting studs, breeding mares. You know,
1: gophering, saddling, unsaddling, yep. warming up. Sure. You you really hadn't. So you were at that time. You really hadn't done a ton of riding. Oh, yeah. warming. I mean, or had you? Well, I wasn't working for him, but I
2: roped in the AQHA stuff and shown a little in the cow horse and reining and oh, pleasure yeah. horses and trail horses and yeah. I mean, I'd been. So
0: where'd you learn about this stuff? That's what. Yeah, where'd you where'd you learn that stuff before you went to work for Jay? If you'd already been showing there,
2: we always had horses, and it just depended on at home. Yeah, at one point, my mom decided that she wanted to have pleasure horses, so we showed a couple of those, and then that just spun off. And I always liked roping better, so that was
1: how I got to Jay's. So, you were, cow so horse. you were, you struggled with high school, but you were always hooked on the oh, horses. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that was always my plan. It mm.
2: wasn't my parents, but
1: it was my. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Parents get a, a big part of parenting is disappointment.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm soon to find out. <laughs> yeah. well,
1: maybe not, but uh, yeah, it is a Dawson. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, the eternal optimist. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: so we do, what, two years at Jay's? Yeah, I think I was there for two years. And I left his, and I went to work for non-pro Rainer in Ocala on Rhodes horses for him, and then I went work for Bobby. Ted Chansey hooked me up for that. I got you.
0: I got you. Who was the non-pro Rainer? Angelo Barantini. I got you. And how long did you stay there? Mm, about six months. I right, get gotcha. you. Raining was too much. Too Pour much rain. one event. Yep. Too much one event. <laughs> <laughs> so Oklahoma bound.
1: Yes. To the but, great. But Bobby what Lowe's. did you get out of Jay's before we leave him?
2: Oh, I mean, I got
1: to rope a bunch, and
2: you know, learn that. And we started. We did some cow horse when I was down there, and so you know. got
1: you got some experience in the cow horse pen. Oh yeah, stuff there that yep. you hadn't had as much of before. Right. Yeah. Hmm. The only time I ever showed in the cow horse really before that was on my little rope horse.
2: And that was just filling AQHA glasses. Yeah, for fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: Okay. Yes. Flo- it's hard to get points in Florida. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so, would, the, But there was some exposure there. Oh, yeah. To the cow horse, huh? Yep. And this is uh, what year-ish? Late 90s. Late 90s. Okay. Good. That and was my first Cowboys, 2000? I think. I was
0: filling a filling a class, filling an app show in Sioux Falls, South Dakota when I South got a the first time down the fence. Wow. Yep. Yep. Split reins and I don't know, they made me cross my reins so I wouldn't get any points because they put me on a pretty good one. But <laughs> <laughs> they could not trust you. They didn't even trust you then. They didn't nope. trust me then, rightfully <laughs> so the judge comes up to me, like I saw him I don't know, a year or so ago <laughs> and he was like, You remember I think I judged you first time down the fence, Mike, I do remember and he's like and you'd have won the class if you hadn't had your reins crossed. Why like, you think I wanted to cross my reins? <laughs> I was like, don't don't act like that was like a silly youth kid mistake. Like yeah. that was <laughs> not an option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. So. so then you move on to Bobby's. Yep. I was there for six years. Wow. Did long you have the time.
0: eyebrow ring the whole time? No.
2: Nope. No. About two months.
0: Two months? Gave yeah. up on that? Yeah. Got Kept yeah, hanging out it. Outgrew that. Kept hanging it on.
2: Yeah, it was a spike in Rottle it. Bottle racks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I seen how Robert fast did it grow
1: back? Yeah, where's Robert? Somebody <laughs> he he stuck to do a bottle rack.
2: There's a lot, a lot of <laughs> to get stuck
1: to around there.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hung it up on a nail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how long did it take the hole to grow back in? Oh, hell. A couple of days. Really? Huh. Yeah. How'd that were you sober when it when you put that I was I was sober and how'd that feel it actually didn't hurt at all huh so maybe a little numb <laughs> what, what's it cost to get what's it cost to get your eyebrow ring period uh, I think it was like 20 bucks what? oh wow cheap I'd do it for 10
0: <laughs> so you were I mean really truly <laughs> destined to be a horse trainer though I mean like a little masochistic and yeah. addicted to poverty yeah
1: and uh, cannot accept authority. Nope. Doesn't accept nope. authority. Yeah. That's why I never played sports.
2: There you go. All the rules don't doesn't play well with others. No, no. that's why I did kindergarten twice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not not a lot of people can say that. Not a lot of. But he d- he you did, did it for me. What, well, <laughs> what I hate to admit is that I did too. <laughs> I can't
0: believe this has never come up. That's funny because I skipped it and you did it twice. Well,
1: I can't. It just seems like I did. Well, I know I did. Hmm. I was homeschooled for a minute because we lived so far from town on the first place. And then when we moved where there was a school, it seems like I had to do it again or something like that. And they had a lot of new rules there. <laughs> <laughs> So, Bobby uh, Lewis's. Bobby Lewis. Yep. How's it start out?
2: A lot of roping. Kind of got burnt out on that. I had a, a Palomino stud when I was in Florida that I cowhorsed on and roped on. I bought a highbrow cat stud from Frankenor Deal that we cowhorsed on. I didn't particularly care for him when he got to Sue Rainier, so I let Andy Adams show him, and we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> <laughs> No, we better go ahead and pull on that thread. Yeah. Uh, right now. I hated the horse. He was really physical, and Mr. Mr. Downtown Cat. Nope, just plain cat. Just plain cat. That's right. Sorry. Andy had just moved from Jay's out to Florida. He was actually at Dawn's at the time. Yeah. He needed something to show. I didn't like the horse, so he showed him one of the world's greatest owners. (laughs) (laughs) That horse. Yeah, that one. Stupid horse. (laughs) Stupid horse. You called my wife a bad picker.
3: That's probably how uh,
0: Gary Gonzalez felt when Tony Piggott won the Cutting 30. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: So how did you know Andy? You just pulled this guy out of the air? No, Andy was at Jay's when I was down there. I got you. Yep. Yep.
0: So y'all had been buddies for a while. Yep. And he was trying to make a living.
2: Yep. He was out on his own, and I had a full-time job. So he needed a horse to show, and I didn't like it. And And you you were working for Bobby. Yep. Excellent. Bobby was a little pissed off. I didn't let him show him, but <laughs> I would have been. You're <laughs> looking for me. I would have been too. <laughs> I'm, like,
1: I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to let you show him, Bobby, but if you pay me, I'll pay him to yeah. show him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then what? Uh, well,
2: I was there for six years. I, uh, I was technically Bobby's breeding manager. So I was showing in the non pro. Oh, right. Yeah. So I showed mostly at the age events there, the you know snaffle bit and stuff like that, and that's when I won the amateur. And I sold that
1: horse to Germany or something. So how many? Oh, really? So how many um, mares a year did you have to breed there? Oh well, I did mostly
2: the I did I collected the studs more than bred the mares. Diane Beckman did all the mare breeding.
1: Oh, how many studs?
2: Um, well, it depended. There was probably about eighty studs there. We collected mm. about fifteen of them, probably.
1: Mm. That's a good full
2: day.
0: Yep. Plenty of work.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Oh. That breeding business—that's kind of like being in the dairy business
1: too. Oh. That's you're you're yeah. there. Yeah, a lot of outside mares, or
2: no? Bobby owns
1: most of his own. Most mares. of them. Yeah. So, how many mares were you breeding on site?
2: Well, they were all down in Gainesville, but I bet he had—I mean, upwards of seventy. Oh man! I that,
1: think
0: that was when I worked for Todd. That would have been. Uh, you were at Carol's. Was I? Okay, yep. yeah,
1: because Bobby still kept his mirrors down there. <coughs> yep. Yeah. Man, that is a lot of animals. A lot. To wow. Keep track of. And then every year, 70, then 140, then Joe. Oh <laughs> they God. multiply. Yeah. Oh, that quick. was the job.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So in six years at Bobby's, that's is that a record?
2: Uh, no. No, I think uh, Adam Morrison might have been there for seven. But he was doctoring cows out of a tractor bucket. Yes, he was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Elaborate.
3: (laughs) It's a
0: story for for another time. We'll make C.J. Murphy tell it. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Good times. Were you all there at the same time? Yes. You were? Yep.
2: He got there after me and stayed after me.
0: Weren't you guys up there? Didn't me and Todd come up there for a quote-unquote barbecue one night? Were you there still? You would
2: have been there for that. Todd. Bergen. I don't remember that. Oh. It doesn't say anything, but that oh. no, doesn't mean anything.
0: <laughs> well, Bergen is yeah, I'm at Carol's and he's in, in town, I don't know, maybe before the world's greatest or something. I'm like, hey, I'm having a barbecue up here at Bobby Lewis's house. You going to go? Yeah, heck yeah, I'll go up there to a barbecue. Well, we get there and there's eight pizza boxes on the <laughs> table. And I'm like, this doesn't look like any barbecue I've ever been to. <laughs> barbecue pizza. chicken pizza. So there, was, chicken pizza. There, was, there was some beers and some pizza and a pool table. And and me and Todd had really never hung out very much. And Stadium. that guy plays pool really good, by the way. Good to know. Good to know. Don't let him suck yeah. you into yeah. a billiards tournament. That it pool table
2: you. got a lot of use. Yeah, that was my it pool was table. At, yeah, but it was it at
0: Carroll's. Yeah, and it was somebody else's before that. <laughs> That that table, because it's got some stories. It
2: might still be there.
0: Yeah, I think anybody that's been around that pool table, immune to the coronavirus. Yes, for (laughs) sure. (laughs) (laughs) Guaranteed. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about that pool table. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But when you're an assistant trainer or a breeding manager, you need something. You need an outlet Absolutely. when you get back to the house. Well, and to the
2: bars, you know, they only stay open until two, so right. You
1: got yeah. something to do afterwards. What well, are you gonna do the rest of the night? Exactly. Crying out loud. <laughs> when I have for to Carol, go to work till five. Right.
0: The first yeah. two years I worked for Carol, I would seriously play nine ball until my hamstring was so sore. <laughs> How
1: did you hurt your hand? dude.
0: <laughs> seriously, I, That's just what I did every night.
1: No, by not, That's not the amazing part. How did you make your hamstring sore well, playing pool? When you
0: like lock your right leg down, you know, and it's straight, like when you break and what have you. Yeah, seriously, I put a, I played
1: a lot. <laughs> uh,
2: my hamstring never got sore playing pool. So, I well, know.
1: maybe we just didn't have the dedication. <laughs> that's true. Maybe I wasn't doing it right. <laughs> I maybe just had too much frustration to built up. On that <laughs> <job>.
0: <laughs> so after we leave, Bob, <laughs> I love these. <laughs> this is so much fun. Can't believe we get paid to do this. Oh wait, wait a minute. <laughs> oh wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> <That's
1: right>. Dummy. <laughs> uh, put my eyebrow eyebrow ring right here (laughs) (laughs) it's got to go right here right there (laughs) (laughs) I could cover mine up because my eyebrows have started growing all the way down past my eyelashes so I can put one in and you would only see it if I comb my eyebrows (laughs) there you go you know they make tremors for those I got one (laughs) you got to use it though no, I'm telling you, this is trimmed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I can't believe you, you would think those are. You got two caterpillars on your forehead. I'm not a unibrow. No. I'm a, a grow brow. <laughs> grow brow.
2: <laughs> so, what was the best part about working for Bobby? Oh, it was. It was a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, I'd do it again any day. It yeah. was. That's I mean, a neat guy. I yeah. love that guy. You got to see a lot. I mean, ride everything.
0: Does that guy really work as hard as what you think he does? Absolutely. I mean, it, I've heard stories of him working horses and then like drive to
1: Clovis and work horses and then drive back. Oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's constant. He, he, well, you, as soon as you shake hands with him, you know it. He tries to pull you down oh, over yeah. there. All the time. Pot liquor <laughs> <laughs> and iron handshake. But you know what's so awesome about Bobby Lewis is he looks so well rounded. Oh, I yeah. mean, there's just nothing about horses and doing it that he wouldn't do.
2: No. If he would pick one event, I mean, whether it be the cow horse or the cutting or the raining or... You couldn't beat him. I mean, he's just... But he just does everything. Pole Benning. Uh, yeah. Carol always had a picture of him in the office.
0: Harrison. Pole, Benin.
1: Pole Benin. Yep. He Well, he just seems like he drinks horse from 24/7. a fire hose. Yep. yep. You know, any one event probably isn't enough for him. No. And not. then he's... i think uh, he, he's our judges minor at the NSHA phenomenal yeah I mean it takes a lot to go to every side of so many events oh yeah and then what's he uh, uh, reserve in the world's greatest Yep. St- how long ago not not really Just,
2: well, I remember watching they, it first year in, they headed in fourth. yeah
1: because it was in the Will Rogers yep. I remember so 14,
0: 14 six years ago I,
1: guess. Yep. Yep. I mean that, guys and then you've got um What's his name winning the American? Joseph, yep. Joseph just yep. the other night. Tons of shout-out to, to Bobby Lewis. Um I showed Joe.
0: him Mary trained. I won the bridle at the Derby on the uh, CSR Laydown Sally Yep, that Bobby trained, and he won the limited Bit fraternity on her.
2: And talk about an easy follow. Yep,
3: mm. Easy. Mm.
2: Yeah, they're broke. There's no tricks. Nope. Just point and shoot, kick to go, pull to stop. Yep.
1: You have to respect Hardcore. Yep. That guy's Hardcore. Absolutely. I've always, you know, I come into this, uh, this stuff so late, and you meet Bobby, and in just a minute, you like him. Oh, yeah. And you know he'll stick up for you. You know if you, you're in trouble, he's the guy you want on your side. Absolutely. And you tell by that nose. I mean, that <laughs> sucker's been broke. Yeah. I mean, oh, he'll, yeah. you know he'll yeah. go with oh, you.
2: He will walk right in the middle of a fight, and let's go. it's all stopped. I've seen him
1: break up quite a few at them horse shows that's <laughs> why we chose him for a mm-hmm. yeah
0: so what's probably the best thing that you glean coming out of Bobby's like what did you learn the most
2: oh just to be able to adapt to different horses I mean you can't ride their papers you know and I mean every different type of horse there and you just had to figure out how to find something that that horse was good at whether it be Cutting, roping, reining, cow horse—I mean, just be able to adapt to different situations. So you leave Bobby's. What happens next? I moved to Cimarron, New Mexico, to work for Bart Nichols. Was there for six months. Playing Playing cutting horse trainer, cutters. Yep, yep. I felt I had a hole in my cow horse program, and it was the cutting. So to work for Bart for a while, and then
1: got tired. of It was cold. I don't like the cold. So I moved to Florida and started my own deal. Uh huh. While you're at Bobby's, did you? is that when you decide you want to be a cow horse trainer or, oh, yeah. or are you just, okay. Yeah. You're hooked on the cow horse yeah, of all sure. the events. For sure.
0: Yeah. And what was it about the cow horse that drew you more so than that? Uh,
2: I think just done? having to, you know, be able to make those horses do all three events. I mean, it's a, there's just not very many disciplines out there that you have to teach one to be that versatile. Right. I mean, it's, and it's a challenge every day. That's no lie. <laughs> That is no lie right there. How long were you at Barts? Uh, I think I was there for eight months, maybe. Yeah. I left first of November. It was snowing. And moved to (coughs) Okeechobee, Florida.
0: I got you. And did you have some horses lined up then? Nope. Just moved home? Just moved. Now, is this home, or did you go lease a place? No, I
2: leased leased a place. Uh, Melinda Gamow, she was a judge when i was in florida and i knew her from down there and she had a place a cutting horse facility there in okeechobee and i i had called her and asked her if it was open and she said yes so i moved
0: and then so how long did it take to fill the barn up when you get down there
2: you know it was surprisingly easy yeah Um, all cow horses no it was all cutters at the time actually Uh uh-huh and then quite a few of them switched over to the cow horse some of the cow horse clients i got later on i switched over (laughs) to the cutting so it just kind of Whatever they wanted to do, we did it. Yep. yep. And then uh still roping a bunch? Um I didn't rope a bunch. I roped every once in a while, I'd go over to Bobby Lines and rope with him or just jacking around. Right. So single guy
0: on the loose, no Cachobe. Well, I wasn't
2: single. Oh, not single. No. Uh I met Becky, my wife, when I was at Bobby's. Yeah. Uh, she moved into Mexico with me. And then I moved her to Florida. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I figured if I moved her enough, she couldn't meet anybody, and she would leave <laughs> me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So when, uh, but you guys just living together. When did you guys get? Uh, when did you guys get married?
2: Uh, we got engaged in 2010. No, we got engaged in 2009. We got married in 2010 or 11. And I should know that.
0: Living in Florida. Yes. Yeah. And so just starting your own business down there. Got you a fiance. Yep. And
1: trying to figure out
2: how to pay the bills. Yes. Yeah. Luckily, she had a good job in town.
1: Oh. Nice. Kept man. <laughs> nice. It's the way it's supposed to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> she worked for a pharmaceutical co- company down there, so. Oh, right on. Yep. That's convenient. Drug yes. pusher. Exactly. A drug pusher. Yep. <laughs> and a horse trainer. <laughs> yeah. <Kept man. laughs> yep. What was the change in your life when you you and Becky kind of you know be, when you found someone solid?
2: You know, I think it uh, became a lot less chaotic.
1: Just slowed you down, let oh, you yeah. focus.
2: Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, no reason to go to the bar anymore. Right. So, got more to, sleep. Got to sleep a little bit more. Got to save a little
1: more money. You know, all good things. Do you think it helped you to uh, focus on the training and your the way you wanted to go or? Was it not that big? You were that focused on it before? Well,
2: I mean, I was always pretty, pretty intent on what I was doing. She maybe pushed me a little more, which was a good thing. Um, gave me a little accountability, you know, little, wasn't all about me anymore. Mm-hmm. So kind of makes you
1: try to do right, I guess. Yeah. Do you think that did you see any changes in your ability to show and the maybe the did it change your mindset and the pressure of showing? to uh, deal with the losses or any of that sort of thing? You know, I don't know. I think showing
2: in the non-pro for as long as I did and always owning my own horse, you know, it. you kind of tried to win every time because it, it's not cheap, and I think I kind of carried that over to my clients' horses and stuff like that. You know, you don't earn, enter them if you think you can't win. So. How many horse shows are you
0: able to go to in Florida? I mean, are there a lot of cow horse shows down there? I'm not terribly Um, familiar. So
2: when I first moved down there, uh, there was actually three associations down there. All of them were struggling. And they they finally combined two of them, you know, to where, because when there was three, there was a small group of people that went to all three of them. You know, they wouldn't cross over. They were all, had their hair up about something and wouldn't go to the next Mm. one. So we finally combined two of them. And that made it a little bit better and then those two actually shut down or that one kind of shut down for I don't even remember why but Jay always had shows over at his place so that was the kind of the we always knew Jay would have a cow show you know he had three or four a year just enough to get qualified he had one little fraternity they always had a little derby at him so he got to show you know whatever he had and how so,
0: many shows a year that is he in he's just just a three, huh? I mean, so well. Late.
2: Then he was just having three because there was the other two associations. Um, after they shut down, they actually started an affiliate, I guess, and they had—I think they had one a month. You know, July oh. and August they didn't have them because it was so damn hot. But yeah, they had about one a month down there, and there was two cuttings a month in Florida. You can stay busy, plenty enough to stay busy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What brought <laughs> you back to Texas? Well, it's kind of a big fish, little pond down there. When I was down there, I tried as much as I could to come out here and show just to stay, I don't know, I guess try to stay current. You know, but it, it's kind of hard down there. I mean, it's, a, it's more of a hobby down there in Florida for people. You know, they don't leave horses in training. They're not really all about fraternity horses. They kind of, you know, they want them tuned up, and they buy finished horses, and, you know, you get them for a month or two at a time. And I just got tired of making the drive to Texas all the time. Sean Hayes, or actually Tammy, uh, approached me at the World Show one year and asked me if I'd come work for him, and I told her no quite a few times. And then she
1: persisted enough, and I finally gave in. So Texas-bound we are. Yep. Hey, so before we get all the way to Texas, I want to go back to one thing about what was it like going, because we haven't had this question before, what's it like going from the non-pro to the open? What was the apprehensions of it? What did it, or did it even bother you just wanting to go train so bad that it was easy to give that card up?
2: Well, I mean, it was always the plan working for Bobby. It worked out to be a non-pro because, you know, he didn't go to a whole lot of cow horse shows then. So if I wanted to go to one, I just load up my horse and go. Yeah. Um, it was your own deal. Yeah. I think it, it the last year I showed in the non-pro at the Snaffle bit. I think everybody was a little keen on what I was doing and. The judges didn't really hide it well that I shouldn't be in the non-pro. So when I got home, I called NRCHA and gave up my non-pro card.
1: So it wasn't that tough for you. No, it, it wasn't. You were headed that way anyway, yep. so I mean, was it plan. wasn't that you, hard to. You throw don't it away. see yep.
0: that much here, like the cutters. That's a pretty common, pretty common deal. A lot of them guys start yeah, the yeah. non-pro and uh, oh, really. I mean, a ton. I mean, really? to, Phil, Rap, Taren, Taryn and Tatum. I think both
2: showed. Don just showed. Non pro Armando Castaneda just switched over to an open train, you know, trainer. Yeah. And yeah, there's the, quite Galleon, a few of them. the
0: Galleon boys, they both showed in the non pro. I mean, yep. Bobby Lewis, I think, showed yep. the non-pro in the non pro. He's in
2: the NCHA non pro Hall of Fame,
0: yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah. So a ton of them guys switch yep. over like that. And, uh, I so didn't really know that, yeah. Yep. It's pretty <clears throat> unheard of, really, in our deal. There's not like, yeah, just you know, you're either a trainer, it's just not, yeah, in ours. I don't know if there's,
2: I mean, Tish. Well, I will one. I give up her card, yeah. Um, yep.
0: There's one. I, guess I Annie had to. Annie went back the other way. Yeah. And then gave it up again. Right. So she's yeah. made the transition. Back and forth. Directions. But, yeah, that's interesting. Not,
1: so, so all the paths. Yeah. So you me, know what I'm saying? There's just. That's
0: it. Everybody's got a different, different trip.
1: Yep. yep. And when you're working at the breeding deal, it's not like you're training, so it makes more sense right. to go the non-pro route. Right. Especially if you're raising your own horses and able to yep. do some horse trading there. I mean, yeah. that's, that was always
0: my retirement plan until Annie messed that all up. <laughs> Dang it. I was like, man, I'm going to ride these horses until I can retire and just ride my own.
1: Well, yeah, it's like I have a – I'm not crazy about the non-pro at all because I feel like what does owning the horse matter? What, well, I mean, really, is that really a way to measure competition level? That's, that's always bothered me right it doesn't matter whether you own or not it's where do you believe belong in the competition level right. i don't or and the i le- don't leveling like, system yeah. yeah and i don't like that people start getting mad at people because they're winning a little bit and they're in the non-pro and so now they're trying to get yeah. you know get after them i don't like that part of it right um and if
0: you're good enough in the non-pro to go compete in the open then yeah. you want more power too. yeah
1: I like it when everybody's just going where they're going. Nobody's worrying about who's riding what. <laughs> that's right. like, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of like the NCAA. That's a long ways away. The NCAA conversation, you know, about them college guys getting paid or not. You know, I think you mm-hmm. can have that. You can probably sit around and debate that for hours on end. Yep. So, back to Texas. <laughs> so, Sean and Tammy offer you a gig. Yep. Get back here. Get back in the heart. Of horse country. Yes. Give you an opportunity to get to the, all the majors, huh? Yeah. I mean, I mean,
2: get you back in the thick of it. And, you know, when I moved to Florida, you know, and, and just threw a single up and started it, it was kind of a – I mean, it, it was fairly easy, but it intimidating. Uh, move halfway across the country and don't have anything to do except starve for a little while. Knew I needed to come back to Texas. Didn't really kind of hesitate about doing it that way. And it was kind of a perfect transition, really. Oh, let you get back
1: here with a little bit of security. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you know,
2: that right. steady paycheck's not all bad. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it, turns out, it turns out it's pretty good. Yeah, well,
3: that's
0: <laughs> about the time I had Traveling Jones, I was like, man, alive. Somebody just hire me.
1: To be I'd me. I go be
0: an assistant. If they just somewhere. hire me to be me. Let me have this horse yeah. and make sure I can get to town on him. <laughs> right. And then give me a paycheck also. Yeah. Not yeah. all bad. Entered,
1: yeah. Entered. Yeah. No one what called. A, what about crickets.
0: the mindset, though? Because I know that that's it's a little bit tough after you've worked for yourself and nobody has set your hours and told you when and where you're going to be there mm. to change that mindset and go back and
2: Yeah, it was that was one of the biggest hesitations, you know. And me and Tammy talked about it a lot. And me and Sean talked about it a lot. And you know, they've been pretty good about if I need to go, you know, do something or go to a horse show, and they're not going, they really don't have a problem with it. As far as hours, I mean, we all pretty much work the same hours. Right. Mm. Daylight to dark, so whether, you know, somebody else is telling you to be there or you have to tell yourself to be there. Yeah, no, well, that's it. There's no way around it. But like you say, but now you've got your own
0: business also. Right. And so how does that work? You go to Sean's in the morning and then? Well, I work
2: for at Sean's, you know, all day and then uh, go up to Don's and work them till I'm done.
0: And where you are you? you live at Don's? you live on Sean's Place? Or- no,
2: right down the road from
0: Sean's Place. I got you. Wow, that sounds overwhelming.
3: How old are you?
0: 35. Sounds real overwhelming. How old are you, Chris? I'm 38, and I can't imagine doing that three Uh, years ago.
1: You're out of shape. Uh, Apparently. Extremely out of shape. Back in your day, you could do it for a week or two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the
0: problem I had with driving around was get, ADD would kick in. I'd forget where I was going, and <laughs> I'd get over here, and I'm like, wow, I, how do you know how I got here? Kinda, kinda. Why, where, what was I doing? Yeah, I have to stay in one
2: place yeah. and stay focused. That was kind of back to the tears of high school, you know. Get your driver's license, kind of hard to find in school. <laughs> <laughs> GPS works everywhere yeah. except uh, there, there.
0: No, there. No GPS there. <laughs> Russell, this was a long horse show. I rode a lot of horses, and oh. I really just want to get back to my house and sit down in my leather recliner.
1: That goes past zero gravity. That goes to the zero gravity. <laughs> Lay it out. You know, it makes me wonder, where would I go get one? Where would I go? Well, I'm going to tell you where you can go. You can
0: go to Tishmango, Oklahoma, to Hauser Furniture. They're the bomb, really. Like, they've got the best stuff. They've got queen washer and dryers. You ever
1: had one of them? Speed queen, baby. I've got one. The tub is huge. It's huge. You get everybody's clothes in there. I don't have to do laundry, dude,
0: for two weeks. Like, my wife's out of town. I don't have to do laundry until she gets back.
1: Right before she gets there. <laughs> right? Just keep just do it, it all. Like, yeah.
0: Hey, babe, did the laundry for you. <laughs>
3: all, you
0: got, like, all you, all you gotta do is gotta fold do, it. Yeah,
1: just <laughs> fold it. If you fold it and we're all done, I did the hard work. <laughs> right. I got the dirt out. Yeah. <laughs> and when you get done with that, I'll take you down to Tishomingo. We'll go have a little drink and visit them folks at of Furniture.
0: Right. Yeah, we can go there to Old Reds, <laughs> right across the street from Old Reds. Yeah,
1: have dinner. Oh. I'll treat you dinner. For folding the laundry. Right. It's perfect.
0: <laughs> perfect. Yep. Yeah. How's their furniture? Make sure you check them out. They're supplier of top grain custom weather furniture by Justice. They also have bedding by Serta and M. Lilly. They're a proud supplier of Speed Queen washer and dryers. And if you're having some troubles decorating your house, like I know I always did before I got married, <laughs> you can consult with their owner, Carrie Golden, for any of your
1: decorating needs and uh, she she's got an eye for style uh-huh. just i mean i know you're a natural so uh-huh. you probably wouldn't need her but a lot of people need help looking and dressing and decorating like you live i'm telling you huh well <laughs> don't
0: don't forget to check them out for any furniture and betty needs you may have
1: yep go down there and check them out chris down there on that or uh, furniture facebook page i know that troy and carrie made some Hilarious commercials in the past. Just scroll way down that Facebook page and bring them up. I mean, they are gut busters.
0: It's pretty good. If you like Dale
1: Brisbane or anything funny, yeah, you're going to love it. Kind of love it. And they dress up several different ways. You might you might think they have multiple actors, but no, it's just them in costume several different times. Just like Eddie Murphy, just <laughs> coming to America. <laughs> That's right. So go see Troy and Carrie down there. See if there's something you like. You need appliances or you just need to relax. They got what you need. And you can always just go have a little relaxation across the street if that doesn't work out. Right. Even if you don't need furniture, don't be afraid just to go
0: hang out with Troy and Carrie. They're awesome free coffee free coffee yep get after it so what do you see with these younger trainers around what do you think is the biggest mistake you're seeing people make either in their horse training or in the way they run their business like what are some pitfalls that you could share with some people that are kind of in your same boat that are well i think a
2: big mistake a lot of people make younger and i've done it too i'm sure we all have is you know you If you have your own program, you know whether whoever you learned it from, learned it from yourself or whatever, and then, you know, you get to a horse show and you see guys doing something else, and you try to retrain your horse at the horse show, and then you wonder why it doesn't work. If you're going to retrain them, maybe try it
1: at home, not the day before you show, or day of, (laughs) or (laughs) day of. Yeah, I mean, truly, truly, that it's so that is so true, Robert. That happens so much. Oh yeah. And you can really see it if you go out there in school at night. Yeah, absolutely. In that rain pin. pen. Yeah. yeah. I have people
0: call all the time. I don't know if we've already talked about this or not. Probably It's going to be a problem on this podcast, probably. probably not. I get to repeating myself a lot. <laughs> no one's
1: listening. What's your mom going to say <laughs> something? <laughs> you repeated yourself again.
0: <laughs> but people will call and they'll want to come down to the house like, three days before horse show yep. and they've never ridden with me before. And they get down there and they want help. And I'm like, Hey, you were confident enough to enter. Yeah. Let's just keep you confident enough to go horse show. Yep. Like if you want to come and try and change something, let's do it after the horse show. Right. When we have, you can, I can show you something and yep. then you can go home and practice it for yep. a few months. Work and on it and figure it, out if you actually like it or not. Right. Yeah. So, like say you go to trying to make a change
1: Wow well, and so then you so more from our point of view, I've gotten older, and I'll have people come and ask for help and i'm I've changed, and I was so full on about helping, and now I'm more like, "Hey, so we're at the horse show, and here's some things I see, but don't even do it right now just right. take this home with you, yeah, absolutely, just like you're saying Robert i and I was maybe a little guilty, or and we all are. Anybody when someone starts, you get older, and people start asking you for help, man, you want help. You remember what it was like to be struggling, and you want help, and you kind of overload them, yep. right. right there in the warm-up pin or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the night before, the yep. next day, whatever. A guy gets to recognizing that stuff from every side. Robert seeing it from getting help, and and I've really noticed it in my. I'm a slow I'm a slow study. <laughs> but in the last two, couple of years I've really thought, man, you can you can't give too much information because no. it wrecks a person. Yeah, yeah, you got to
0: dole that out. Yeah. You got to yeah, Be so like that hey, out.
1: take this. This is something. Okay, here's something that'll help the problem you have right now. Right. Like your horse isn't turning to the right, right. because of this. But the whole program thing, you tell I'll tell them, "Hey, this is something I'd work on." At when home. you go home and think about
2: yeah absolutely
1: man that in there's no way robert to learn the difference between what will help you here for a second right. right now and what you need to work on when you go home right. except for just messing it up oh yeah i mean huh?
2: you got to screw a bunch of them up
1: yes it's just the way it is <laughs> yeah. there's sometimes you're watching some uh say a young guy and he's doing some little thing that's causing a consistent right. problem and it's just something with the way you sit and say. Right. You go fix that and it gets better and he can go show with that. Yeah. But that's okay. not like saying, hey, you gotta get him bridled up more. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't retry you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You
1: gotta get him bridled up before you go in there tomorrow. Hey, I, you've been not bridling for a year and a half. Right. You better go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Stick with what you got.
0: Well that's what always has impressed me so much about Don Murphy. You know, you're, you're, at least in his place up there to run yeah. your other business out of. But he's so good about being able to help different styles
2: and to be able to help you yeah. without changing you. Right, yeah. And that's... And he even, he even says that's, that was a struggle for him. You know, earlier on before he started doing a bunch of the clinics, you know, he wanted everybody to do it his way. Well, then, he, you know, and he says it all the time, you know, going and watching everybody, you know, he's figured out that there's more than one way to do it. You know, everybody's got their own little program, and he's just trying to help them, you know, with the finer details. Get better, yeah. You know, but he's, he and he says it all the time, there is more than one way to do it, you know. And you just, you have to be able to adapt to that person's program and figure out what to do with those horses to help them fix their stuff. You know, they're not your horses. They're not going to feel or look the way yours do. you got to help them work on their stuff.
1: Greg Ward helped me in the beginning get my start. You know, I say it all the time. But my second start was John Murphy because I was in so much trouble. I didn't even what know kind of, what, what kind of trouble. like. <laughs> what kind of trouble, Russell? Like jail time? So much. Jail time. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Just so much. <laughs> well, hey, he didn't go into it also. I'm not either. <laughs> but that guy came along. Why Murphy decided to waste time on me, I don't know. But he was able to, to start helping me see how much trouble I was having and get me to fix myself, make me think about what I'm doing, make me think about what's not working and try to figure a way through it instead of just coming in there and say, you need to do this and you need to do that. He would watch what I was doing wrong at a clinic with maybe five other trainers who he's telling completely different stuff to. He didn't come in there and make five, six, seven guys all try to change to this. You guys all need yep. to get your heads lower. You all need to this. Yep. You know, we go them deals as uh, Stickler, Lewis, Jake Goral, me, and I'm trying to even think who else was there. There's just, so, and then 20, 30 non-pros. And he's trying to give each person something that will help them. Right, That ability to help you with your problem is really special. Yeah, absolutely. And that guy, what's so secular about him is he sees so many styles. Who do you know that has gone to so many places? Oh yeah. From Cushing's to Etzel's to Justin Wright's to Bergen's to Dawson's to yeah. me, who t- <laughs> the whole new mess <laughs> 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 to Jake. Gore. I mean, there's a lot of styles there. Yep. He's seen so much. Yep. Well, and,
2: and especially him being as successful as he was in his program, you yep. know, to be able to, to veer from what his thing was, yep. you know, to everybody else's. And
1: and then, and he's still so much help to you. Someone that can help the top and the bottom. Oh, yeah. And the non-pro is, that is unique.
0: Yep. Something else. I tell you the only, I mean, that guy is incredible. And him and Fahrenheit Tower.
1: Oh, my God. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one that yeah. like
0: he would come he used to come to calmer shows and sit out here during the herd practice and he'd sit in a corner and in a i kid you not in a four minute herd practice and everything from horse top from million dollar riders to 5k boxers they would walk in the herd he would assess the problem come up with a way to tell them and in four minutes you would see a transformation. Yeah. And every and he would sit there all day and do that. I yep. mean, and like and it was easy for him. He'd just sit there. I mean, yep. no big deal. And, and he'd just take and, little things to, a, little, oop, and a little more pressure on that cow's head right there. Oh, get there away goes. from him, and catch him right there. Yeah.
2: Oh. And and nothing that was particularly his style of doing N-nope. it. Nope. I mean his Mm-mm. style is different.
1: Yeah. No, you know? for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because he's such a feel guy. Oh yeah. And the, yep. and sometimes the field guys are hard to learn from. Yeah. Because they didn't think it out, they did it.
2: Well, you can't, I mean, you can't teach somebody to feel it. No. You know, as hard as we try. No. Mm-hmm. You know. You, <laughs> I
1: taught Murphy how to feel it. Because. <laughs> I did. Because he's telling me what to do and what to do, and then finally he gets on my horse, and it's so bad. He's like, holy. <laughs> what? What are you doing? I was like, see, feel my (laughs) problems. That's the only thing I (laughs) taught him. Those horses are way harder than they look. (laughs) That's awesome. I I got got him good that time.
0: (laughs) When you go to coaching on somebody, they like a lot of times, like Murph and Farron, they can do things like that and see it and tell you. But like, I'll get into a wreck. Like, I'm like, if I don't feel it, I mean, I'm able to do something completely different
1: than what I was just telling you to
2: right. do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So.
1: I've done that big time. Be like, do this, do this, do this. And finally get frustrated. Get you on. Know, I'm like, oh, dear. Yeah, that was no that's that's that a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. So what about, and I don't know, this isn't really a cowboy thing to talk about, but the whole mindfulness thing. Do you have, I mean, Kenny kind of brought it up. We did an interview with Kenny Wold here the other day. And we haven't, wrote, and he talked about uh, psycho cybernetics, which is not really a term I'm familiar with. Right. But just the whole, the whole. I've done a fair bit of work myself as far as I'm not gonna say I'm sitting around cross-legged on a pillow, but like on a fair bit of like meditation, mindfulness stuff, just learning about myself right to know how to get myself into a situation to be ready to go horse show
2: yeah i mean i i did that in high school i mean like i said 140 dollars an hour to learn to count to 10. (laughs) (laughs) well there you go Uh, you know i i don't know i think uh i think you just have to be again going back to comfortable with what you're doing and what you brought you know and not i don't know not you know let everybody is not get in your head as far as what they're saying, because most people in the Cowhorse are pretty friendly and all want to help you. Um, but, you know, don't psych yourself up, you know, and I don't know. Like, when I showed my mare at the fraternity, every time I walked in the pen, I thought, well, if I can just mark 216 on her, I think we'll be all right. You know, and she excelled way better than that, you know, right. luckily. I think you have to be comfortable in your own skin, you know, in anything you do, you know, to where you're not... Hugging out when you go somewhere. Well, like, I don't know if that answers the question no, or not. I, but. Think,
0: I think that speaks volumes. I know that we did a clinic there last year up here in Purcell, and I was like, man, you can go get information about, well, your horse needs to run straight to the other end of the pen. Right. Like, this information's not hard. No. But I wanted to try and share with them people. It was just a quick little day-and-a-half clinic or whatever, me and you and Russell and uh, Wade. Wade. Yep. Yep. And – I tried to really get into like What really happens before you walk in that show pen? Right. And, man, they all start telling me stories. Well, my stomach starts fluttering, and I, everything shuts down, and I can't. I'm like, well, this is the stuff we need to work on, people. Right, right. Like, yeah. I mean, yep. you know, however your horse does it, but if your body is physiologically shutting down when you walk in the arena... <laughs>
2: How's <so> this going <laughs> to go well? Maybe we please. shouldn't be training Maybe horses. We, I mean,
0: like, we need to... Like, get a grip on this stuff. Like, I said, I don't, I'm not qualified to teach you how to do this thing, but you need to find somebody that is to where right. you can get a grasp on your brain. Yep. So, the way that it speaks to your body will allow it to do the things you need to do when you go horse show.
2: Yeah. You know, I think, so when I was in Florida, uh, Barbara Schulte came down and did a clinic down there with a bunch of non pros. Um, and she's a lot into the sports psychology. And she doesn't ever overcomplicate anything. And you're not sitting there thinking, trying to fall asleep when she's talking she's just she keeps it really simple and I think the best thing she ever said to a non-pro that I heard was if you and your horse aren't getting along maybe you should get a different one there's plenty of them out there I mean I know not everybody can go forward to go buy a hundred thousand dollar horse but you know if you paid whatever maybe it's time to just go get a different one you know I mean if you're struggling that bad you know and you're that nervous to get in the show pen something's bad happened to you sure you know and I always tell people, you know, showing for the first time, you know, there is nothing you can do in that show pen that everybody else hasn't already done. Yeah. I mean, really, you fall off. A lot of people have fallen off of the show pen. You go off pattern. Who gives, you know, I mean, there's, you just got to be, go make your run. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just go do what you and your horse can do. You know what was
0: funny about that is when you said psychology, you changed. Like, like you couldn't hardly say it because it's such a weird word for people in our culture to talk about. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, like, like I say, it's not a cowboy thing to talk about. Right. But you you know, you bet. If you're not talking about it, you better be thinking about it a little. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unless you want to just keep getting your hind parts whipped. Right. Because it's going to happen. Oh yeah. Because I'm gonna promise you, I'm working on it. And I know that whether they're talking about it or not, right? Them ones that are beating you, they're working on it somewhere. Oh yeah. And like saying, it's just, it's like, it's almost like a taboo subject. Like you can't, like if you say it, it's like, right? What the heck? Yeah, what's know? wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> um, you better be working on that rest. You know
1: the huge thing about what you just said with the non-pro get another horse. Here's the thing about the non-pro. And it's way so more than what you and I talk about a lot with the trainers. As a trainer, you stick with that horse, and you figure out how to train. Yeah, absolutely. But a non-pro, this is your outlet. And if you can't get along, that doesn't mean that's a bad horse. Right. But just this isn't team. your 24-hour job. Right. And, and why? Right. Why, why struggle? Exactly. Find something you get along yeah. with and move on yeah. with it and have a good time. Yeah. You'll have a better time. Horse have a better time. Everybody will be better yeah. off. I mean, you got to give it a good call to try, but there's a point where if you're not making this your life, you you need to figure out something that makes it to where you hate, you know, to where you enjoy doing yeah. it rather than go out there and just have.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, it, it better be fun. And it better be fun for us all because, let's face it, we're never going to get rich doing this but non pros, yes. they better have fun doing it because they're spending a lot of
1: money and a lot of time. So, what, yeah, you're going to go spend a ton of money to have to hate just, yourself every yes. time you walk out of the pen? That's not what it's for. No. no and it's got to be fun. And, and, and uppricing the horse isn't always isn't the answer. No. You don't no. always need a better horse. Right. right. Just, just a different one. A different one. Yeah. Different yeah. dance partner. That's very, sometimes that's expensive. Yes, absolutely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, I don't know. I think if you if you're stuck in your own head and you're worried about what you know what's going to happen, bad, it's probably going to happen.
1: Yeah, you know. And also, I think you know, for the psychology, one of the biggest things is to just realize this is a horse show. Absolutely, and they're
2: going to have another one.
1: Yeah, and you know what? As long as you go out there and take over. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. right. don't no. it, it it's it's not it's just for fun and if you lose it's not the end of the world no it's like losing a basketball uh, a half court game with your cousin <laughs> treat it like that yeah. and then it's not so and then you don't put so much pressure on right. the outside i mean i don't understand all the pressure outside the non-pro class D- settle down man yeah just go out there and have fun show us what you've been practicing say hey look at this mom right. and then if it doesn't work go try it again yep.
0: i told non one time this might be why i don't have very many non-pros weird <laughs> we were in steveville and i says listen i says i want you to do something for me he says what i says, when you ride in the arena just fall off he says what are you talking about i says, well it'll be something different <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> we work on stuff and it gets better, and you go in the show it. and it's exactly the same thing every single time. <laughs> <laughs> just try something, just fall off. At least it'll be something new. <laughs> yeah, he don't ride with me no more. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, but I think he used that. I think I mean he's gone and uh, he got better after that. You know, yeah, you know?
1: I think it's. I think it was good for him. Maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe
2: he got a better teacher.
0: Really, <laughs> maybe he did.
3: But,
0: but it's hard because you make you walk in there and you have. Everything will just... You revert. Oh, yeah. Instant. You revert. And it's like, listen, so you might lose a cow. Like, leave your hand down and, like, push a foot on that thing and see what happens. Yeah. It might work. If it don't, we'll try it again so tomorrow. Why? Right? Yeah. Like, There's Or it. you can walk in here and pucker up and get tight and and you have a hold. And he, you might get him turned around, but it's going to look terrible. Yeah. Terrible. So why not try? Yeah. And we uh-huh. are like... I had a lady come to the house the other day, and I'm like, have you ever just like left your hand down and see if that horse turns around with the cow? She said, no.
3: <laughs> I said, well,
1: Do you ever watch Jim there. Putnam? Did you ever watch Jim Putnam in the know. old days? Hey, I'm telling you, Jim Putnam, all by himself, all the time out there training and not a lot of help. He was Roger's customer, and Roger helped him some. But Jim Putnam would just go at home and just cut by himself, throw his hand down. He was, didn't have style, nothing. He had a car lot, you know. He's still around. He would go in and throw down anywhere. And sometimes it's terrible, but sometimes he pulled it off big time because he did it at home every day. He was there to have fun. He was there to throw it out there and see what happened. I don't know how many times Jim Putnam, the crowd is just going crazy, and then you hear, oh, <laughs> But then the times that it, it stayed hooked, he was huge yep. because it was, he wasn't worried about losing. Right. He was going to say, watch, yeah, watch this me. or, hey, if it was almost so cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I just love that, that. That's a better story than, well, Mark to 68 again. Yeah, Mark to yeah. 68 again. I almost... <laughs> I almost, I almost didn't mark a 68. (laughs) He's like, I almost marked a 75. (laughs)
3: Exactly.
0: I was listening to a podcast today. I listened to Finding Mastery. And there was a guy on there talking about you can't be scared of the, if you rate your days from a one to a 10, then you can't be scared of the ones because you'll miss the 10s can't if you keep it between if you just try and keep your day between a four and a six he's like i can't imagine a worse life of just keeping (laughs) every day between a four to a six
1: just don't lose i hate the don't lose mentality i'm telling you
0: i'm telling you i'd rather mark a 60 than a 70 dude i mean it pays the same
3: (laughs)
1: like at least there's a story that goes with the 60 yeah absolutely yeah the story's terrible i enjoy the drama in there i enjoy watching it and when i'm watching and but i enjoy doing it too so i enjoy trying to be the highest i could be right and if you lose at least you don't be like well, yeah i wish i have tried a little harder yeah exactly <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. yeah well i was a respectable 70 and it was only two holes out of the money right hey let's go try it i'm not trying to place right a lot of times I should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well,
1: that's what I told somebody else. I said, down there, and, uh, well, Corey won
0: that derby down there in Fort Worth the other day. And I'm standing at the back gate, and he comes in, he's got a good lead, right? And they're like, oh, here we go. Here's a big run. I'm like, you'd be surprised. I was like, man, that guy's awesome because he's not – he wins a lot because he's not scared to win second. Yeah. yeah. You know, and sure, not to say that he don't go for it when he needs to, but he's so smart about it. Yep. And when he's got a lead, you know, I mean, yeah. sometimes, you know, and not a 70 wasn't going to do it. No. But the 17 was going to do it. You know, 72, 73 going to do it. So there's no sense in trying to be a six. Right. When a th- yeah. two or three is going to win. Yep. Like, man, that guy's
2: awesome. Well, at and game. he knows, I mean, he knows all his horses so well that he knows exactly what he can do, can't do, and exactly this is what I need to do to mark this on this cow, yeah. on this horse. Yeah. You know, he's – He's phenomenal at that.
0: Yep. If I do this, and like I'm saying, and, and you're a little riskier, because if you do this and you mark a 15, yeah, I might be in second. Right. Yep. And like I say, I think you need to be a 16. I think you marked mark a 17. Right. Man.
1: Way easier to have to come from behind. Oh. The yeah. fir- most pressure is the lead going oh. to the fence. Oh,
0: that's the worst. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's, a, it's like nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what we talked about for that world's greatest. Like, don't be leading it. Mm-mm. Don't be leading it <laughs> yeah. like until the last buzzer yeah. goes. Then you can lead it, but mm. until then, just be in, be within
1: reach. Yeah, within reach. It's yeah. the easiest place to be. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to be out there in the lead, <laughs> <laughs> but I did like later on decide that you know when you're in lead, just go try to win the go around The fence work for me, right? It doesn't work. I'm not saying it works for everybody, but I did find kind of partway through there that um, when I started trying to be safety, I lost some feel on the cow. Right. Like you're trying to, okay, there's a spot, but no, I'm going to make it, I'm going to play it safe. Well, then the spot goes away. Yeah. That shot where you should have circled up, where you should have turned, where you, you know, where you should have left the boxing. Right. You start second guessing yourself and that's as dangerous. Well, back to Don Murphy. When it comes to the fence
0: work in the last round, you just work the cow that's out there. Yeah, exactly. and like maybe you need to know if okay, I'll take this loop instead. Like if a certain if one certain situation arises, maybe I'm going to take the safer trust. Route. But other than that, trust yourself. You got to yeah. You just got to work that cow for what it is. And yep. That's and that's going to get you where you're going to go. Yep. What would you say, Robert? Is your biggest horse-related
1: accomplishment?
2: I guess when the prelims at the will bit for dirty.
1: Well, that's a pretty good one. That's a <laughs> that's big. Uh, I is, mean, how many horses? How many factors? How many things got to come right oh, to yeah. win the prelims yeah. more than the finals. Yeah, for sure.
0: And I tell you what's cool though too is uh they still give the stirrups, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh yeah, the Terrier auto sponsored high prelim score mm. uh, th- well, this has been brought up before I know, but I'll bring it up again. Uh, in memory it's of his son day. jason it's awesome and uh yeah no that's my most prized trophy that i've got is um stirrups yep. we lost gordon so he didn't get to make your stirrups no nope,
2: Daryl davis made them Daryl did yep. that's cool yep. so
0: kind of start a new era there yep so that's a pretty good uh, pretty good horse related accomplishment uh what about your biggest disappointment as russell leaves to go Russell's about to go have his proudest moment while you're thinking on that because his son is about to make his first ever fence, fence run in the, pen. the show pen. Yep. the debut of yep. the Dill Day. <laughs> if I knew how to stop this machine, we would stop and we'd go watch too. <laughs> go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, um, biggest disappointment. Um, I don't know. Probably you know knowing you have a good horse and never really showing it to its potential. I guess it's all relative. You know, you 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 have a good one, you screw it up. You have a bad one, you make it better. I don't know. I don't know that I've ever just been, I mean, when I lost, when I drove all the way from Florida to Reno on a pretty good horse and lost my third cow, pretty disappointed. Right. (laughs) You know, but I don't think I've ever been so disappointed that I thought, well, I should probably go do something else. Right. You know, I haven't, luckily, I haven't quite (laughs) got there.
0: (laughs) Well, we won't either. We're too hard-headed, Robert. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) If if we were going to do that, we'd have done it a a long long time time ago. ago. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no
2: doubt. So
0: after you did that, did you show back or did you just load
2: up and nope, go home? No, nope. no. I showed him in the rainwork and showed him down the fence. Yeah. I figured I was already there and yep, darn wasn't right. going to cost any more money to stay, so.
0: Right. Yeah, I think one time I left the show. And I, I did all, I didn't want to, but I was like, it was the Bridal Spectacular. I drove to Queen Creek, Arizona with the one horse that I owned yep. to show him the Bridal Spectacular. <laughs> yep, yep. And I walked in there and I think I lost my first cow. Yeah. And I'm like sleeping in my nose of my trailer. <laughs> Yeah. Like, with no, I mean, and this isn't a living quarter. Right. This is no. just the tack room. Yeah. All right. Slept in that and got up the next morning and drove back to Texas. Yep. <laughs> like yep. There was no go around. There was no, no. I was like, man, there's absolutely no way I can redeem myself yep. this week. No, It's done. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the house. Yep. What do you think is maybe the most important trait for a young guy that's wanting to get into the horse business, be it training or breeding, or whatever? Probably being hard headed. I laugh because we seriously just interviewed Dell Hendricks and he said exactly the same thing. Like I asked the same question, I got exactly the same answer. Yeah.
2: I mean, you you, you've got to have a serious love for it. I mean, and have a lot of self motivation, but you better be tough. Every part of it. Physically tough, mentally tough. I mean, you and have somebody really good behind you. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, but you you better be hard-headed because it's going to suck for a while. Yeah.
0: I'm going to tell you what, there's not anybody at these horse shows that I would want to tangle with. No. You know what I mean? Like, the no. most soft-smoking, nicest guy out there, I'm kind of afraid if you wanted to, really, if you wanted to step in there, he'd probably just tear yep. your head off. Yep. Like, any, I mean, there's not anybody out there. No. That, <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, if you, I think that keeps everybody's manners in check. Yeah, absolutely.
2: (laughs) We're we're all still here, so right. We got something.
0: (laughs) You're darn right. So, what about you? Said your parents didn't really want you to be a horse trainer. Did they kind of come around and got on board with the whole horse training game, or are they still a little uh, waiting for you to grow out of it?
2: No, I mean, I think they're pretty much over. You know, let that dream go. You know, my dad being a vet. You know, he. My sister's a lawyer. I mean, you know, it's kind of not really the family thing to do. My mom was always more supportive because that was always kind of her dream. Life happens. Um, But, no, I mean, they, you know, my dad's absolutely supportive right now, and so is my mom. I mean, they they came around to it pretty quick. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Yeah, that's – I can't imagine how hard it would be. That's one thing that I've had is my parents have always been – like, they were both horse trainers, and so they've been, like, full on. Like, when I went to work for Todd, they were like, listen, we'll treat this like you're in college. Like, you know, like, we're not going to just pay for everything. But we're gonna you know, you are gonna make sure that it's you're have the opportunity to work for cheap. Right. Right. Yeah. And I hadn't done anything to get myself in any financial issues before right. I went, so I didn't really have any obligations anywhere. Right. But yeah, but without their support there, me and alive, I can't alive, I see the kids yeah. doing it today. they've they got themselves into like I've gotta make four hundred and fifty dollars a week to make cover my bills. Right. And I'm like, What in the world? Yeah. You're nineteen
2: yeah. years How old. How do you have that many bills. Like <laughs> For cell phone. Flight. What do you have, a cell phone and a truck payment? I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You need to You need to work on your budgeting. Yeah, that, I think that's a, a serious problem with today's youth is they're, I don't know if they're just trying to keep up with the Joneses or think everybody owes them something. I don't know, but it's, it's hard. I mean, and you see it all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They have a totally different outlook on life. I don't know.
3: Yeah,
0: I don't either. I'd say they're you see the guys that stick not that none of us drive nice trucks and trailers but everybody that i know has old stuff oh yeah you know what i mean like i mean my trailer's a 92 i know your trailer ain't no spring chicken nope nope i mean i think it's a
2: 2000 but it's damn sure paid for yeah
0: well that's (laughs) it and like as long as they're safe i mean sometimes you got to get new stuff like that's cool yeah but like you see them guys that kind of roll in and they think they got to have three brand new duallys and four different brand new trailers and this and that. And I'm like, how are you doing that? Because I I got a lot of stuff to pay for that doesn't include a shiny new
2: trailer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, a lot of people say they, they just figure that they'll always have a truck payment, which is fine, you know, and you probably always will, but you don't have to have two truck payments and a new trailer payment Mm -hmm. all the time. Right. You know? Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's been always been my theory. I mean, I like shiny, (laughs) but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sometimes it just doesn't work out. So, what do you think was
0: your brokest moment? Like when, uh, and this is a two-part question. Financially, like, have you ever been in a place where you just didn't know if you were going to make it home? And yeah, we'll start there.
2: Uh, I'm I'm sure I've had a lot of them. I've never put myself in a situation where I went to a horse show having to win a check to get home. If I can't afford to go, and again, showing my own horses, right. uh, if I can't afford to go, I don't go. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of times that bills don't get paid and stuff like that. But I mean, I think that's just anybody's life, really. Sure, it's not abnormal to have no money in the bank account, Right, but you're gonna get paid again pretty quick. So eat ramen noodles for a couple of days, you'll be fine. <laughs> I, I told a kid that
0: one time. I told him I says, "Hey, if you want to be a horse trainer?" He says, "What do I need to do?" I'm like, well, you, "Have you ever had ramen noodles?" He said, "No." So you need to go to that store and get you some ramen noodles. You need to eat ramen noodles for a week. Yeah, learn to the love end, them. And the end of that week, let's talk again. Yeah. Well, I don't see him again for a month, and I and he's by now he started his own training business. I said, Hey, uh, I don't really say anything to him. He asked me. He says, well, What do you think about me going out, starting my business? I said, Well, did you do what I asked you to? He says, Well, I went down there to Walmart, and I looked at them ramen noodles, and I looked at the ingredients on them, and they just weren't for me. And I'm like, Well. That's all. He, that's all I needed to know. Yeah. And about a month and a half later, he was out of business. Yep, yep. <laughs> it didn't last very long. Yep. So yeah, going on from that is the about the brokest moment egotistically. Like it was there ever. I mean, I know you said you, there's never been a moment that you didn't you want to do something different. But just that gut punch, hard ego like, blow.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's. Yeah, I'm sure. Again, driving all the way to Reno, losing the right. third cow, pretty hard ego blow. My wife's pretty brutally honest. She kind of keeps me in check there quite often. But you know, again, I don't know that I've ever, in the horse industry or in the profession that I'm in, I don't know that I've ever been just that gut punched. Right. I mean, I think if you if you take everything as a learning experience, I think that those hard gut punches come a lot easier. Sure. I don't know. I don't know that I have a specific answer for that. Right. Well,
0: I, I mean, that kind of. Leads in another question is how do you feel about failure? And I think you told me, like, I mean, that failure's got to be about learning, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, you, I, we all fail constantly. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything, you know, you just got to be able to learn from it and not take it too personal.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about, what, I know what you, I know the answer to this also, but because you, with two deals going, you have no time for anything, but do you have anything else you like to do? Do you do anything outside of horses?
2: Well, I, I like to fish. Um, in the ocean, not in lakes. So that makes it pretty hard living in Texas. Um, so that one's pretty much out. Uh, play golf every once in a while, yeah. but no. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a set of golf clubs myself. Yeah, yeah. Wipe the cobwebs off about once a year. Right. <laughs> that that would be the biggest ego blow. Go play golf. Right, yeah. You
0: ever get to feeling too good about uh-huh. yourself? Yeah. Just go, yeah, go play yeah, an Pick up holes. Pick up that one iron. <laughs> yeah. You <know, biggest> <laughs> Yeah. So if you could go back and tell that kid that was getting in trouble in high school, you could go tell him one thing, what would you tell him?
2: You know, it's just not that bad. I mean, you, you know, high school and you, you don't have any real problems. I mean, I didn't. There's, I'm sure there's kids that have, but, um, you know, I obviously had a family that supported me and loved me, and, you know, nothing's that bad. Right. Just kind of get over it. That's really cool.
0: Ben hates it when he leaves because we come up with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Free range. <laughs> Free range. So you have been all over the country showing East Coast to West Coast and everywhere else. What is your very favorite place to show? And it doesn't have to be, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything. Just what's your favorite place to show for any reason?
2: I think my favorite arena to go down the fence in would be the one in Reno, Nevada, because mm-hmm. it's big and the cows run fast and it's a lot of fun. I think every time you walk into the Will Rogers, it's just a really cool feeling that you get to show in there. Uh, thinking about all the other people that have shown there before you. Great people that have shown there before you.
0: There's been some sorry ones showing
2: there too. There's been a couple <laughs> of them. Yep, a couple of them. We won't talk about that though. You know, that's that's a that's a tricky one. A favorite place to show. You know, there's been a place, a lot of places with good memories. I don't know. Favorite place I lived or visited was probably New Mexico, but not in the wintertime um, just because of the scenery. I guess if I had to pick one it'd be Fort Worth. Yeah. It's just that's a that's just a cool place. It's probably my favorite. Yeah, no, it's a good one. That's a good one.
0: What would you say was the most important five minutes of your career? And that could be anything from a piece of advice to a certain victory or whatever, but the most important five minutes. My wife said it was the two horses before the two horses before she showed shine smarter in the hurt because she and they both lost cows right yeah right Um, mine was a piece of advice that was given to me. yeah
2: i was going to say i think the most if we're going with advice uh ron rawls told me once that i was i was living in florida and uh, we were out in san angelo at the world show he told me that that i'll never meet anybody that has to have a horse in training if you think about it i mean you'll that's good nobody that's (laughs) good
0: advice i tell you that thought crossed my mind this week yep this main horse show is getting shut down. the dadgum NBA shutdown. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, surely it's all temporary, but it makes you think. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, the first thing you're going to trim is the luxuries, yep. right? Yep. So, yeah, that's a. I think that's a really good thing for all of us to remember right there is yep. never going to be anybody that has to have a horseman training. That's yep. outstanding. Well, Robert, I have sure appreciated it, man. Yep. Like, really enjoyed it. Been fun. I hope everybody else has enjoyed it, and now uh, here we go, so – we're staring at a board here that we don't know how to hit the buttons on. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben's showing. Thank you, Robert Smith. And uh, look forward to seeing you down the road at the next horse show. Yep, absolutely. And till then, go fast. Make good decisions. <laughs> so don't forget to go visit our friends Troy and Carrie at Hauser Furniture. Check out our show notes for more information on how you can let Hauser Furniture fill all your housing accessory needs. And make sure you tell them that your friends here at Cowhorse Full Contact sent you their way. Thank you for listening to Cowhorse Full Contact. Please like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram to stay tuned for future episodes.